Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. This is Garden Variety, a horticulture podcast from Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. I'm Charity Nebbe. When you're looking through catalogs or walking the aisles at the garden center, it's easy to feel like a kid in a candy store. Every tomato sounds delicious. Every pepper sounds tempting. Every watermelon just might be your new favorite. Sometimes you need a friend with firsthand knowledge to help you narrow down your options. And today that friend is Dan Phileas, Iowa State University Extension Horticulture Specialist. Hello, Dan. Hi there, Charity. How are you today? Great. Thank you so much for being here. And this is a problem that I have every year, Dan, especially <laughs> especially with tomatoes. There are so yes. many tomatoes, the new hybrids, the heirloom tomatoes, the mm-hmm. cherry tomatoes. The yeah, There are too many options. How yeah, do I've you... Yeah, got to catch them all. Yeah. How do you navigate? Oh, my goodness. Um, well... It's it's I mean, ultimately, right, it comes down to self-restraint and a little bit, but it's really hard. And, you know, it, when when they're just little plants, you plant them all close together and and it's and you don't really it's it's many of us don't think about what they're going to be like as it's like puppies. Right. When they grow mm-hmm. up. <laughs> right. Well, and, yeah. and you have your favorites from past years, but then oh, yes. you want to try the new ones, too. So it is really hard to limit yourself. And we're all limited as far as space, or at least most of us. Yeah. Are. Yeah. And, you know, there are, I, I find myself in this situation with cherry tomatoes. There's a number of them that I really, really like. And I've found that I just get buried or swamped in picking them when they're all really ripe. And so I have I have really just allotted myself, okay, you can only have three cherry tomato plants. That's uh that's what I found I can reliably pick. And sometimes I will set aside one of my favorite varieties one year to try out another one. And I know it's going to be, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder perhaps. And I'll be so happy to come back to that variety the following year, or I'll find a new one that I really uh, like better. So that's one thing that I do. All right. And when you're going to tell us about some of your favorites, and you have so many favorites that we will not get to all of them, for (laughs) sure. But uh, before we talk about your specific favorites, I mean, all of these varieties have been tried and tested. You have friends who've grown them, but also professionals who've grown them. And can you can trust the information about how something grows, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, there's a certain amount of... uh, of research and that every seed catalog and breeder will do and they'll represent that in the description. So there's, you know, all these varieties are good varieties potentially. Um, there, an additional thing you can look for is this designation as a quote unquote AAS winner that is sometimes listed after a variety and that AAS is short for All America Selections. And this is, a, you know, the breeders submit certain varieties that they see as being promising, as being reliable in a lot of different places to trial gardens and Ryman Gardens here in Ames is one of those evaluation sites. And um, they plant all these varieties and they evaluate how they grow throughout the year, how disease resistant they are, how flavorful they are. And then they, you know, submit their answers, uh, their their evaluation 
uh, into the the headquarters and all the other trial gardens do too. And if they are reliable in a bunch of these different places, then they become an AAS winner. And so that's if if you know if people want to see what the current slate of quote unquote competitors are in, for the current year's AAS selections, uh, they can go visit Ryman Gardens during the growing season, and those are outdoors in the vegetable garden section there. All it's right, kind of so you can see. see it with your own eyes. Yeah. All right, let's uh, talk. I, I, oh, go on. Oh, I, while we're talking AAS winners, a couple that like come to mind, you know, right off the top are are Carmen peppers. That's a a, a really nice uh, Italian frying pepper. That, but it's, it's not a bell pepper, but it's sweeter than one. Bright red, lots of fruit. Uh, it, it's a really nice one. One that I saw at Ryman Gardens that I'm going to try in my garden. This year is another pepper called Mad Hatter, which is uh, it's it's such a it's shaped like a oh like a like a funny little hat and it's it's a different species of pepper but it's got a really nice bright flavor when you first bite into it super crisp texture and a little bit of heat at the end especially if they're fully ripe. All right. So do you have a since we're talking peppers do you have a, another favorite standby? I you know I have for years gone with um with a variety called X3R Red Knight and the X3R is xanthomonas resistance that's what the x stands for there i'm i'm setting that one aside this year to try a new one called sailfish which looks really promising as an early red bell that also promises a lot of disease resistance well shall we talk about tomatoes i think yeah for so many people that's the favorite bit of garden produce and also again a dizzying array of options with tomatoes what are what are you planning to plant this year Sure. I, um, you know, one of those cherry tomatoes that I tried out last year that I kind of am sticking with this year again, uh, is sun dipper. This is, uh, orange kind of like the, the, um, increasingly popular sun gold. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of a round one, it's kind of elongated, um, like a pear t- tomato, but with a bulb on both ends. So you've got a little handle and you can dip it into a dip, you know, on a, on a crudite platter or into the hummus or whatever you're dipping it into. Uh, I like that one quite a bit. Uh, and the paste one that I go with is one called Chipola's Pride. It's reliably productive. And I had a really bad tomato year last year where a lot of my plants succumbed to disease. Both Chipola's Pride and Sun Dipper were ones that did not die. So I was very pleased with that. They seem to keep producing through it all. And sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, what do you want to put on your sandwiches this year? Oh, (laughs) yeah. Well, you know, a nice, uh, it depends, you know, do you want the heirloom or do you want the red slicer beef steak one? Uh, You know, the one that I I go to a lot of these produce auctions that are uh, Amish Mennonite uh, run in the state. There's five of them. And every single grower seems to grow a variety called Red Deuce. It's a red slicer, semi-determinate, and it seems to just crank out the big beefsteak red tomatoes. Um, And then if you're looking for heirlooms, there's a new group of, (laughs) you'll you'll laugh at this, I laugh at it, heirloom hybrids. Um, They're hybrid heirlooms or high looms. And these are ones that have the, the heirloom look, but hybrid disease resistance and crack resistance. Ah. And there, yeah. So uh, one heirloom that I really like is striped German. I like the look of it. It's the yellow with that red blush in the center. And then the one that is a high loom that's been bred for outdoor production because it has late blight resistance is a variety called Harvest Moon. And that was uh, bred by Johnny's and available through them. 
Let's talk about watermelons. Like I said earlier, yeah. the descriptions are always so tempting. And you think this this might be my favorite watermelon ever if I grow it. But then yeah. there's the unknown, the unknown out there. So what are your favorite watermelons? Oh, my goodness, Charity. And and part of it is it needs to ripen, right? So many people will grow a watermelon in their yard and then they'll it looks ripe and they cut it open and it's white inside. And oh, how heartbreaking is that? Well, growing short days to maturity melons and icebox, these smaller melons are often that way. And also making sure you just grow them in full sun. So that's let's get that that right out uh, in front here. But varieties I really like. Are the the ice boxes are Cathay Bell, Starlight, and Yellow Doll. These are all seeded. It's very difficult to grow seedless. Uh, one might try it, but I would leave that to the pros in in personally. Um, but those are some nice ice boxes that are reliably flavorful, great texture, and uh, reliable to mature in a in a shorter season. Another one that a lot of people stand by, a bigger one that's a classic, and a lot of people probably know by name is uh, Crimson Sweet. That one's a really nice one open-pollinated variety. All right. And what about your other kinds of melons? Yeah, sure. So cantaloupe, right? This, uh, who, who doesn't like that? Well, I know a lot of people actually, to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the, uh, a reliably flavorful one, uh, that I, you know, cause this is another thing you, you, you grow a cantaloupe, it looks great, but then you bite into it. And it's kind of bland. Well, one that I've seen is pretty reliably flavorful is a variety called divergent. And this is a, a cantaloupe that's been mixed with a galea melon. And that just for some, that hybrid vigor and that, that galea like sweetness is really nice. Um, but then another one that, uh, is planted around the state quite a bit for the first harvest because it's got short days to maturity and is a bigger one uh, is called goddess i'm giving that one a try this year because i've seen the amish growing a lot of these and i want to see what it does in my garden all right now you've already overfilled my garden plot but <laughs> let's talk <laughs> let's talk about sweet corn which i cannot grow in my garden because we're too close to field corn which is a problem sure. but what are your yeah. favorite kinds of sweet corn yeah you know uh, sweet corn is one that's, it's really hard to do it better than, than the, the folks who are doing this professionally and getting it in early and all that. And, and, uh, anyway, varieties that I like are Allure. It's a synergistic that has, you know, a little bit of, uh, 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 a synergistic means it's partially S E and partially S H two good texture, good flavor, and it's reliably vigorous. So if you plant it in colder soil, it's going to come out more reliably than some other varieties. Um, if you really like the super sweets, which a lot of the market is shifting towards super sweet, especially in the grocery stores, um, then kickoff is a good one. That's, uh, also reliably vigorous and one that's harder to find, but I'm watching for future years is called Quick Start. Uh, one thing to note about these super sweets is they really are um, less reliable in cold soils. So I typically plant those later. All right. Now, you have a description. You sent me your list and you have a description yes. on, on one of the zucchini that I think is very appealing. It says, best tasting low yields, which is not usually yes. what we're looking for. But a lot of us have been overwhelmed by zucchini in the past. Tell oh my me, gosh. Tell me about it's this the variety. Best, yeah, it's the, you're, it's the best selling point of this variety is that it doesn't <laughs> overwhelm you. It doesn't swamp you with all the zucchini. So Costata Romanesco. It is uh, the the downside of it is it's a vining one rather than a bush one. So it needs a lot of space, kind of like a pumpkin. Right. But it sends out, you know, a couple a week, maybe three a week. And it's, it's this, uh, alternating stripes of dark green and light, uh, light green, excuse me, 
on this uh, squash, and it is has a really lovely nutty taste. So it's just oh, it's divine for either sautéing in a pan or putting on the grill. Uh, it's got a lot of great flavor on its own, and yeah, you don't have to hang the the grocery sack on your neighbor's doorknob and run away because it's, it's got such low yields. All right, and if you do want to be overwhelmed, you've got one of those too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. A nice, you know, reliable dark green zucchini uh, dunja, D-U-N-J-A. Very productive. Dan Phileas is Iowa State University Extension horticulture specialist. For more gardening information and tips, please subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. You can find out more at iowapublicradio.org slash garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. Garden Variety is a production of Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension. It's produced by me, Aaron Style, Caitlin Troutman, and the Iowa Public Radio talk show team. For more garden goodness, please subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. Just go to iowapublicradio.org slash garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. See you next time. <laughs>